Shalom and welcome to a new week with Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read you the entire Bible each year based on the weekly Torah portions. I am Harriet, your reader today. And today we have Sunday the 11th of December or the 17th of Kislev on the Hebrew calendar. This week we are in a new parasha or section from the Torah that is called Vayeshev, and that means he settled. And the scripture reading from the Torah will be Genesis or Bereshit, chapter 37, verses 1 through 11. Before we start reading, please join me in blessing and thanking God for giving us his word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to his people Israel, and to all peoples, through his Son, Yeshua the Mashiach, our Master. Yaakov lived in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. This is the history of the generations of Yaakov. Yosef, being seventeen years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers. He was a boy with the sons of Bilha and Silpa, his father's wives. And Yosef brought an evil report of them to their father. Now Israel loved Yosef more than all his children, because he was the son of his old age, and he made him a tunic of many colors. His brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, and they hated him, and could not speak in shalom to him. Yosef dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him all the more. He said to them, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright, And behold, your sheaves came around and bowed down to my sheep. His brothers asked him, Will you indeed reign over us? Will you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him all the more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Behold, I have dreamed yet another dream, and behold, The sun and the moon and eleven stars bowed down to me. He told it to his father and to his brothers. His father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Will I and your mother and your brothers indeed come to bow ourselves down to you, to the earth? His brothers envied him, but his father kept this saying in mind. That was... Genesis 37, 1 through 11. Now we have the portion of the prophets, and we will read 1 Samuel or Shmuel, Aleph, chapter 18. And it came to pass, when he had finished speaking to Shaul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Shaul took him that day and did not let him return to his father's house. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant, because he loved him as his own soul, 
Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was on him and gave it to David, and his clothing, even including his sword, his bow, and his sash. And David went out wherever Shaul sent him, and behaved himself wisely. And Shaul set him over the men of war. It was good in the sight of all the people, and also in the sight of Shaul's servants. It happened as they came, when David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, that the women came out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing to meet King Shaul with tambourines, with joy, and with instruments of music. The women sang to one another as they played and said, Shaul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Shaul was very angry and this saying displeased him. And he said, They have credited David with ten thousands and they have only credited me with thousands. What can he have more but the kingdom? So Shaul watched David from that day and forward. And it happened on the next day that an evil spirit from God came mightily on Shaul, and he prophesied in the midst of the house. David played with his hand as he did day by day. Shaul had his spear in his hand, and Shaul threw the spear, for he said, I will pin David to the wall. But David escaped from his presence twice. Shaul was afraid of David, because the Lord was with him, and had departed from Shaul. Therefore Shaul removed him from his presence, and made him his captain over a thousand, and he went out and came in before the people. David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. When Shaul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, he stood in awe of him. But all Israel and Yehuda loved David, for he went out and came in before them. Shaul said to David, Behold, my elder daughter Merav, I will give her to you as a wife. Only be valiant for me and fight the battles for the Lord. For Shaul said, Do not let my hand be on him, but let the hand of the Philistines be on him. David said to Shaul, Who am I, and what is my life, or my father's family in Israel, that I should be son-in-law to the king? But at the time when Merab, Shaul's daughter, should have been given to David, she was given to Adriel, the Meholathite, as wife. Michal, Shaul's daughter, loved David, and they told Shaul, and the thing pleased him. Shaul said, I will give her to him, that she may be a snare to him, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Therefore Shaul said to the David, You shall today be my son-in-law a second time. Shaul commanded his servants, Talk with David secretly, and say, Behold, the king has delight in you, and all his servants love you. Now therefore, be the king's son-in-law. So Shaul's servant spoke those words in the ears of David. David said, Does it seem to you a light thing to be the king's son-in-law, since I am a poor man and little known? And the servants of Shaul told him, saying, David spoke like this. Shaul said, 
Tell David, the king desires no dowry except one hundred foreskins of the Philistines to be avenged of the king's enemies. Now Shaul thought he would make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. When his servants told David these words, it pleased David well to be the king's son-in-law. Before the deadline, David arose and went, he and his men, and killed two hundred men of the Philistines. Then David brought their foreskins, and they gave them in full number to the king, that he might be the king's son-in-law. And Shaul gave him Michal his daughter as wife. But Shaul saw and knew that the Lord was with David, and Michal, Shaul's daughter, loved him. Then Shaul was even more afraid of David, and Shaul was David's enemy continually. Then the princes of the Philistines went out, and as often as they went out, David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Shaul, so that his name was highly esteemed. That was First Samuel chapter 18. Now the portion from the writings. Today we will read Psalm 62 and 63. For the chief musician, to Yedutun, a psalm by David. My soul rests in God alone. My salvation is from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. My defense, I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you assault a man? Would all of you throw him down? Like a leaning wall, like a tottering fence. They fully intend to throw him down from his lofty place. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Silla. My soul, wait in silence for God alone, for my expectation is from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. My defense, I shall not be moved. My salvation and my honor is with God, the rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Surely men of low degree are just a breath, and men of high degree are a lie. In the balances they will go up. They are together lighter than a breath. Do not trust in oppression. Do not become vain in robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. God has spoken once, twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. Also to you, Lord, belongs loving kindness, for you reward every man according to his works. A Psalm by David, when he was in the desert of Yehuda. God, you are my God. I will earnestly seek you. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you, in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have seen you in the sanctuary, watching your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. So I will bless you when I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with the richest food. My mouth shall praise you with joyful lips, 
when I remember you on my bed and think about you in the night watches. For you have been my help. I will rejoice in the shadow of your wings. My soul stays close to you. Your right hand holds me up. But those who seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a prey for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone who swears by him will praise him. For the mouth of those who speak lies shall be silenced. That was Psalm 62 and 63. Now our final portion for today from the Apostolic Writings. We will read Mark chapter 12. And he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a pit for the vine press, built a tower, rented it out to a farmer, and went into another country. Now when it was time, he sent a servant to the farmer to get from the farmer his share of the fruit of the vineyard. And they took him, beat him, and sent him away empty. Again he sent another servant to them, and they threw stones at him, wounded him in the head, and sent him away shamefully treated. And again he sent another, and they killed him, and many others, beating some and killing some. Therefore, still having one, his beloved son, he sent him last to them, saying, They will respect my son. But those farmers said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. They took him, killed him, and cast him out of the vineyard. What, therefore, will the Lord of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the farmers and will give the vineyard to others. Have you not even read this scripture? The stone which the builders rejected was made the head of this corner. He, this was from the Lord, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And they tried to seize him, but they feared the multitude, for they perceived that he spoke the parable against them. So he left, they left him and went away. And they sent some of the Pharisees and the Herodians to him, that they might trap him with words. When they had come, they asked him, Rabbi, we know that you are honest and do not defer to anyone, for you are not partial to anyone, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Shall we give or shall we not give? But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said to him, them, Why do you test me? Bring me a denarius that I may see it. And they brought it. And he said to them, Whose is this image and inscription? They said to him, Caesar's. Yeshua answered and said to them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they greatly marveled at him. And some Sadducees, who say that there is no resurrection, came to him, and they asked him, saying, Rabbi, Moshe wrote to us, If a man's brother dies and leaves a wife behind him, and leaves no children, 
that his brother should take his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. There were seven brothers. The first took a wife and dying left no offspring. The second took her and died, leaving no children behind him. And the third likewise, and the seven took her and left no children. Last of all, the woman also died. In the resurrection, when they rise, whose wife will she be of them? For the seven had her as a wife. Yeshua answered them, Is this not because you are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God? For when they will rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like the angels in heaven. But about the dead, that they are raised, have you not read in the book of Moshe, about the bush, how God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Yitzchak, and the God of Yaakov. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are therefore badly mistaken. Then one of the Torah teachers came and heard them questioning together, and knowing that he had answered them well, asked him, Which mitzvah is the greatest of all? Yeshua answered him, The greatest is, Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first mitzvah. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other mitzvah greater than these. The scribe said to him, Truly, Rabbi, you have said well that he is Echad, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as himself, is more important than all whole burnt offerings, and sacrifices. And when Yeshua saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. No one dared ask him any question after that. And as Yeshua taught in the temple, he answered and said, How is it that the Torah teachers say that the Mashiach is the son of David? For David himself say by the Ruach HaKodesh, the Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, until I make your enemies the footstool of your feet. David himself calls him Lord, so how can he be his son? And the common people heard him gladly. And in his teaching he said to them, Beware of the Torah teachers, who like to walk in long robes, and to get greetings in the marketplaces, and the best seats in the synagogues and the best places at feasts. Those who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers, these will receive greater condemnation. And Yeshua sat down opposite the treasury and saw how the multitude cast money into the treasury. And many who were rich cast in much. And a poor widow came, and she cast in two small brass coins, which equal a quadrant's coin. And he called his disciples to himself and said to them, Amen, I tell you, this poor widow gave more than all those who are giving into the treasury, for they all gave out of their abundance. But she, 
out of her poverty, gave all that she had to live on. That was Mark chapter 12. If you are reading the apostolic writings twice this year, you would also read 1 Corinthians chapter 9 today. This is Harriet with Daily Bread for Busy Moms. I wish you a blessed new week, Shavua Tov, and Shalom from Israel until next time.